Welcome to the Live Your Edge podcast. This is Gilbert Joy, your host. The Live Your Edge podcast is where I interview seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, influencers, and successful business owners who, in their own right, were able to create a life on their own terms. We talk a lot about stepping out of your comfort zone, but what does it really mean to be in discomfort and how you can expand your so called comfort zone? By being able to constantly test and challenge yourself. Today we have Chris Cheatham West on the show. Chris is an international speaker, author, and president of LR Training Solutions. In his, per- in his former position at Google, he managed marketing programs and strategies for key products. Experienced and driven, Chris's career has allowed him to present in 48 states and various countries, including. Germany, Canada, and France. Voted top 50 black entrepreneurs in 2020 and maintaining a consistent record of excellence, Chris is one of the best keynote speakers around and can help your organization achieve measurable results. His book was named one of the best digital marketing books of 2020 by Book Authority. Today, we're going to be speaking about digital marketing, how you can grow your business, how you can master marketing, and so much more. So, join me in welcoming Chris Cheatham West. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Live Your Edge podcast. This is Gilbert Joy, your host. Today, I'm with Chris Cheatham West, based in Houston, Texas. And he is the author of Digital Marketing for Results, keynote speaker, specifically in SEO, analytics, trends, and the president of LR Training Solutions. He's formerly worked at Google. So, welcome to the show, Chris. All right, thanks. Thanks for having me. And Chris, you are an expert in SEO analytics and so far you are a professional speaker and then you travel different cities, countries to pretty much share your ideas. And for the business owners and entrepreneurs listening to the show right now, some of them are running you know, online companies and they have encountered, you know, some of them are doing really well, right? They, During, during COVID, they were able to grow their business because a lot of it has been online. But some of them have just made kind of made the transition or they're not quite there yet with the digit, you know, doing digital stuff. It could be for a number of reasons, but particularly,、uh, what is your thoughts on growing businesses during this time of COVID? Yeah, I think、uh, it's, there's some opportunity. I mean, of course, there's downsides right now to businesses, depending on what type of business, but I feel like there's still opportunity as far as. Uh, just online searches. So, for example, I feel like in any downturn or any type of economic challenges, there's always some opportunities you find it. And even within your industry, you got to look and see what are other businesses that, that are doing the same thing as you, what are they not doing? So, for example, once this all happened, I often use the tool Google Trends. And one day I started looking at in, into online yoga. So, I just typed in the trend. I, Online yoga and Google Trends. And it turns out that the term online yoga studio was trending. So that told me that even though that maybe these in person yoga studios were closing down, many of these small businesses were transitioning and pivoting to online studio, online learning, and online videos. So knowing that what's trending, that could be an extreme help instead of just 
accepting that your business has to close, you know, look into different opportunities and new strategies. Cause I feel like there's so many marketing strategies out there. You got to figure out what marketing strategy is you, can you do that your competitor is not doing? So I think that's really helped uh, me and the companies I work with in the past, finding out strategies that you know about, but other companies aren't doing. All right. So what, what kind of trends have you noticed? Like you, you just mentioned one about the yoga, people are transitioning online and while others are shutting down. Uh, what, what kind of, like you, you're referring to Google Trends here, correct? Yes. So a lot of clients I work with, they, some of them are not actually familiar with uh, Google Trends. So why don't you walk us a little bit through, like what is the impact of Google Trends in figuring out uh, what's happening in the, in the online world? Oh, sure. So when it comes to, search optimization when it comes to ranking your content on Google, the first thing to do is think about what words you want to be found for. So I mentioned yoga, right? So let's say for instance, you're in New York city and you have a yoga studio. Of course, one of the number one keyword phrases that you want to come up for is when people type in the term yoga studio, New York city. So that's like one term, right? So think in your head, what type of words you want to be found for and you, these small business owners, you want to make sure that it's not just the name of your company. Cause that's after I do a lot of presentations, they always tell me like, well, I come up first, number one, number two, for the name of my company, when people type it in, well, you got to think about what are people searching that don't know the name of your company that have never met you before, never heard of you before. That's the idea of being found through marketing, right? So like getting new audiences. So in this process, you're going to ask yourself, Hey, how do I know what people are typing into Google? And that's where you go to something like uh, Google Trends. I believe it's trends.google.com. You type in a term and then uh, you type in another term and it compares. It compares what has the higher traffic is what and what trending at, trending at the moment. So this tool is it good because if you're looking for even content to post or what kind of new pages you want to put on your website, you can automatically go to this tool and it'll tell you what's trending more. So let's say you have an e-commerce website, you have Shopify uh, website where you sell many different products or many different types of clothes. You can just go there to that website and it'll tell you what type of clothes are trending. Or maybe it's Halloween, maybe it's a holiday, maybe it's Valentine's Day. It's going to tell you what's trending more. So if you know what's trending, guess what? You know to put some of those words and phrases on your website and on your pages. Simple as that. Mm, So people are able to compare different search terms and based on the trends, some of them are going downwards. So you want to optimize your site or your page accordingly so that people uh, can easily find it because that's what they're searching for. When, when it comes to SEO, because it's a, such a, it's a huge topic. And for those that are not like they're more or less on the beginner or intermediate side, where, where can they get started with SEO? Do they start with their website? Do they start with the store, the, the funnels and, and all that stuff? Or uh, do they start in maybe in their social media posts and, and, and stuff like that? Yeah, so you definitely want to start with your website. I mean, I hear sometimes uh, business owners, they say, well, do we really need a website because we're so active on social media and everybody's on social media? But no, you definitely still need a website because that's where people are searching. If somebody's going to buy something, they're going to search social media, but also they're probably going to search Google, Yahoo, and Bing to compare and they're going to see if they want to make the right decision of actually purchasing from your brand. So first off is start with your website. So look at your homepage and then 
first step is think about what are five keyword phrases you want to come up for in Google. That's the first step. And then think about are those terms on your website? So are, you, are, you, are, you, are those terms on your website within your articles, when you're, within your content? So if they're not there, you need to add some of those words there. And the second quick tip is where has your business been mentioned? Let's say your business has been mentioned in the news and the local news for some reason or an article for some reason, maybe top 10 uh, businesses to watch in New Orleans, Louisiana, or in uh, Los Angeles, California. So what you're gonna do is you wanna make sure that your website link is on those articles, because that's a key to having good rankings. So they're gonna link back to you, and then that's gonna bring your website traffic in, that's gonna help you in the Google rankings. So first step, uh, choose those words, second, are those words on your website? Make sure you put those words on your website. Third is try to get links with other websites. And then overall, you wanna consider the more, the better. So I know sometimes there's a saying of less is more, but when it comes to search optimization and when it comes to like Google, more is better. So more pages, more words on your website, more articles, more pictures, more everything. So. So that's what I can say. Essentially, when in the meta, you know, the keywords and all of that, you want to put as many that are relevant as possible. What tools would you use? I know a lot of people use the Google uh, AdWords keyword research tool. So is there other ones that uh, are more or less important in, in, in optimizing SEO? Yeah, so I definitely, there's a, there's a couple of tools. One is Google Analytics. So that's a tool that's useful. I know it's interesting because like so many people have that tool installed, but only people go there and look at how many visitors they have. So I've done three-day presentations only on Google Analytics, three-day all day. Wow. <laughs> so I can tell you how much content is in Google Analytics. And so I just did one last week for a real estate development company, and we went into detail. And because it tells you what people are typing in to get to your website. So it tells you uh, people that are coming from Facebook, what do they do on your website? People that are coming from Google, what do they do on your website? People that are coming from Bing, where they do on your website. So definitely not only install Google Analytics, but make sure you go into detail and look at the channels where it says organic, where it's gonna tell you exactly what people are typing in. So that's one key tool you need. And the second tool is called Google Search Console, another underutilized tool, but it's really helpful to understand where you stand when people are typing uh, words that connect to your site. So those are two webs websites that I would highly recommend that people would like get set up today. <laughs> so that'll help. Awesome. Yeah, just just being able to make use of the, the tools and they're all free, correct? Yes. Let's let's take a turn and talk about 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 uh, social media because a lot of people have been asking about okay, I have my website up, you know, a little bit SEO here and there, but how about my social media? How do I optimize that? And one of the things, or like well, social media, a lot of it is, I, I think actually what we were talk, we'll be talking about is more about YouTube because uh, things like Facebook and Instagram, it's more of like a very short term. Uh, people see your content and after 24 hours, then the, it pretty much goes into the, the void. Whereas YouTube is more like long term. So are you familiar with how to optimize SEO on YouTube? Is it more or less the same thing or... Uh, is there a different way to go about it? Yeah, it's interesting because if you were to optimize your YouTube channel, let's say you add some keywords in there, keyword SEO, put a, a good description in there, 
you can literally be on the first page of Google the next day. So whereas if you were to update your website with some of these words, it might take a few days, it might take a week, it might take two weeks. But of course, maybe it's because of Google owns YouTube and maybe they just like, like to rank that faster. But like, if you were to type, put those words in on your title and your description, and just thinking about making sure you're not just doing one to two words of titles. So for example, if you type in how to tie a tie into YouTube, the top videos, they're not gonna just say how to tie a tie. It's gonna say how to tie a tie, slow, Windsor knots, uh, reversed, mirrored. They're gonna put all these words in there because they know people search differently. And not only that, they're gonna put uh, uh, paragraphs of content within the description. Because again, they know that people are gonna be searching differently. And then if they put those words in there, they're more likely to come across their video. So that's what mm. I, that's what I would recommend when it comes to like YouTube. Make sure just same same thought process as your website, but just putting those same tactics on your YouTube channel. And then because because again, you might be page number three on Google on your website, but you can pay be page number one in top five of Google for your YouTube video just by mm. making sure it's optimized. And again, there's no there's not that many there, there might not be that much competition within your market that people are taking, like actually optimizing their YouTube channel within your market. So I'll definitely take advantage of that. So what you're saying is that there's actually, like, even though YouTube's been around for a while, uh, it's, it's still not as much competition as the uh, general websites. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's still, still not, it's still, still not competition. I mean, I talk to business owners like all, all month, every week and majority of them don't have YouTube accounts. <laughs> so if they do, they maybe post once every six months. Right. So it's, it's still something that is a, it's, it's a, it's a really, uh, it's really needed. I mean, you type stuff into, into Google into, and you find YouTube videos, but the videos are old. I mean, four or five years. So there's still a huge opportunity. Oh, I see. So, so YouTube is still like this really good opportunity for, for businesses to really get into them. Um, Cause I've been hearing a lot about YouTube recently and I, I personally have, have been kind of like off track with, with my whole YouTube presence and I'm thinking about getting back into it. So ha having said that in 2020, what are you familiar, how to optimize the titles and all of that? For, do you research the topic? before like i was just interested in knowing that do people research the topic and then come up with the the seo tags and the the title before they make the video or they make the video and then they decide how to how to position it oh i think they do both i think they do both because i have a I have a person i'm working with he he already has content like from the past so now it's just about about putting all that content out there on the youtube channel like I tell people all the time, if you have a if you if you, if you have a an hour of content that you recorded a long time ago, why not break that up into like maybe ten minute increments and then put that on social media, put that on YouTube. So you have the content that you already have, and then if you're trying to make new content, that's when you go to the Google Trends and you say, okay, what are people talking about? What are what's what's a question that people ask my me, and also what are people talking about on Google Trends, and what type of video can I create? based on that. So we've all heard the term about how if you're talking about something that's important right now, you'll get more views. And that's what anything. I mean, in a simple in the simplest form, I tell many business owners, make sure you're posting about the popular days, maybe Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, because that's what everybody's talking about. So if you have a 
if you have that kind of content, then you're going to get more engagement at that moment. And so the same thing for YouTube. So it's start thinking about your past content that you already have, plus, okay, thinking about what is being talked about right now. What about those individuals that they sell something in a very niche space and the search, the search volume is not that high. Should they, should they actually go up to a bigger market instead of niching down or because you know, the people like to talk about niching down and, and all of this, but is there a time where the titles and the content should be a lot more broad and less niche and, and that way you would, uh, more people would be able to, to, to actually search for it? Yeah, I would I always recommend you want to have a mixture. You want to have a mixture of broad terms and long tail terms that are more specific. Because again, you're going to get multiple search from so many people. So for example, niching is always good. But even if you have low search terms, it really depends on your type of business. So for example, if you have a low search volume for your type of products, guess what? That makes it easier for you. That means less competition most likely, and it's easier to get on the first page. And so eventually people are gonna be searching for it. Maybe it's one person searching for it a week, or maybe it's one person that searched for it that actually got on your website for the, for the month. But let's say you're, you're selling high ticket items. That might be a big deal for you to get one customer from the search engines for that month versus if you're selling clothing where you need a whole bunch of traffic every month. So you never know. Only one, one visitor for your website that purchases can change your business or even can save your business, especially during these times, right? So I would definitely recommend like still, like don't just like sit back and say, oh, you know, nobody's searching. Only 100 uh, people are searching a month for my products. I'll still go after it. And then, cause all you need is that one customer that can uh, change your business. Mm. And for those that let's, let's talk a bit about ads, Google ads for a moment. What kind of time should people spend on advertising on Google versus optimizing for the SEO? Or of course, both of them have to be done. What, what can you tell us about utilizing Google ads in complement to optimizing their SEO? Yeah, I would say it's, I'll say it's important, uh, but you do want to remember that only 15% of people click on the advertisements on Google. So depending on your company, you want to, you want to run ads, but at the same time, it's the higher you are on Google, the less money you have to spend on the advertisements. So what I tell people is if you have a competitive keyword, like the keyword shoes, you start a shoe shop and you sell shoes. I mean, you go to Google, you type in the word shoes, you got Nike, you got Zappos, you got Adidas. So it's, it's unlikely that you're going to be on the first page for some organic words like that. So in that case, you definitely want to get advertisements. But let's say eventually you work your way up to the first page. Now you spend less money on advertisements. So that's one, that's one thing to look at. And two, maybe your competition is doing ads where they, they have it to where whenever somebody types in the name of your business, your competition comes up on the ads. So that's another time you want to definitely use advertisements. But again, it depends on what you're trying to do. So maybe if you have something that you're trying to sell tomorrow, then search and optimization might not be for you. It might not be for you right now because the SEO, it takes, it could take weeks to months. I mean, if, even if your website is new, that's not good. All right. <laughs> so if you have a, if you have a website that's back in 2012, that's, that started like five, 10 years ago, that's really good because Google trusts you and everything. But if you have a website that's brand new and you're trying to be on the first page for some difficult terms, it's unlikely. 
So in that case, you definitely want to use advertisements because it's going to take you a while to work your way up in Google. Got it. So that, that means you just, just depends on the situation. So let's say they, you're, you search for a term and your competitor pops up. That's a good time to kind of like use the ads, sort of displace, the, displace them in a way, right? Yeah. Of course, it depends on what the industry is and how much it, it costs for them to get a lead from, from Google ads. And, and if you mix both of these together, you're saying that eventually people will have to spend less on ads and just rely on just the organic uh, reach. Yes, because more, more people are clicking on the organic. Yep, Got exactly. Got it. More, yeah, more people are clicking. So having worked in Google before, what is something that you feel that you know about digital marketing space that most other marketers are probably not familiar with? I would say just how quickly things can change. So... What am I, I was working, I worked at Google for two years and I noticed like how quickly the digital can say, I mean, I was there when Google Plus first launched and I was one of the people that are promoting it online. And with, with a, of course the team, of course, uh, like over 800 people, but yeah. So how quickly things can change uh, as far as the products. So like Google Analytics can change quickly, Google Trends. All their products can like change and update. And as a marketer, you want to make sure you're able to keep up with all these changes. So that's the that's one challenge that some people have is when they get into marketing or online marketing, you want to make sure that you're not just depending on social media, but you're depending on uh, more channels. So maybe you're good at social media. Think about are you good at SEO? Maybe you're good at SEO. Think about are you good at email marketing? Are you good at uh, advertisements? So definitely try to diversify so that if case something changes or or a product is no longer in use, or even maybe the product just becomes more difficult to use for your company, make sure you're diversified. Because I heard there was a company out there that sold promotional products and they were using only Facebook and 80% of the traffic was coming from Facebook. Most people were buying their products from Facebook. And then once Facebook did an algorithm change, they lost majority of their traffic and ended up going out of business like three months later. So it's just definitely uh, something to consider when you're going and launching and launching brands online these days. Mm, got it. And finally, what is something that you believed about the digital space six months ago that you, you changed your mind on? I would say something that I changed my mind on is the fact that there's more opportunity now there's more opportunity because like what's what I'm seeing is six months ago, a lot of people, a lot of companies were saying that, you know, they still don't, they're getting referrals. They don't really need to be on social media, but now there is a huge shift in the past few months of so many businesses going on to digital because of course what's going on. So I didn't realize that how effective digital can be to help things transition to, to what's going on right now like to virtual presentations, virtual events, uh, courses. So it really helped more, many businesses adapt. So I didn't think you know, the, where, where it's at right now is, is it was able to help so many people adapt to the current situation. So that's one thing that I didn't expect. So I, did, I mean, it's, it's, and it's definitely good. It's good that we have this technology available that can help small businesses and, and corporate as well. Yeah, just being able to adapt. And I've seen that stick you know, the situation is, is pushing a lot of businesses to to really revamp everything and, and really 
you'll be surprised. I mean, I'm pretty sure you, you, you speak with a lot of businesses on a daily basis and you probably uh, see that there's some companies that, you know, in the past they didn't really, they really had the web, their website was like suboptimal or they had to haven't really spent a lot of time in, in uh, pushing the digital stuff because maybe they, they're an offline business and they, they never really felt the need to, to really push that until, you know, something happened and they're, they're, they're forced to, to pretty much use the digital space to complement uh, their lost revenue. Mm -hmm. For those that want to learn more about SEO, what resources should they access? What kind of resources? What are some of the best resources out there? Uh, there's a lot of resources. Uh, so my book, so one of the reasons I wrote the book, Digital Market for Results, is because there is this challenge of like just understanding it. So I have a chapter in there specifically for SEO. So that's Digital Marketing Results. So, so marketingresultsbook.com for a signed copy or Amazon as well. And I mean, there's courses there too. There's a lot of courses that, that I mean, I think I have one on Udemy. So there, there's one on there and then there's a couple. There's, there's a lot of different tips out there, but I recommend just getting started like, Cause you can read a lot of articles and listen to a lot of videos, but the, it's truly going to help you to actually implement some of the tips, even the tips that we talked about today, like just implement it right now. Like today, you get a chance. That's the best way to learn. And then once you're implementing tips, go to Google, type in those words to see if you're coming up. And then that's going to be a huge benefit. So really trial and error. Awesome. For those that want to follow you and, you know, check out your book, what's the best re uh, site to find you on? So Instagram, Chris in West. So at Chris in West. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. And then my website is chrisinwest.com. So you can check it out. We can, can definitely connect. I'll put the links in the show notes as well. Perfect. Well, thanks a lot, Chris. It's been a great pleasure to have you on the show, share your expertise on SEO with everyone and I'm sure everyone got a lot of value out of it because uh, this is the time where you need to be upping your game with, uh, with on your website, on your search, you know, anything that has to do with digital and needs to be optimized uh, for this time. With that, thanks for coming on the show. All right, great. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. You can find more episodes every Tuesday. If you haven't done so, please subscribe for more updates as they come. Until next time.